Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Rise Revitalize podcast where we give you short, simple messages to help you become the best that you can be and reach towards your full potential. It's your host, Mitch. If it's your first time listening, welcome. This is a personal development business podcast where I'm going to come in, I'm going to hit you fast, going to hit you hard with a 10, 15 minute message that's going to leave you with some kind of action item or hopefully some kind of piece of information that's going to get you thinking, thinking about the way that you're living differently. And the outcome, the goal of this podcast is to help you get a little bit better every single day. Because when you get a little bit better, even if it's just 1% better every single day, it's incredible how that compounds over time. And in six months or a year, if you devote yourself to getting a little better day in and day out, you can be a completely different person. I've seen this in myself. I'm seeing this in my team, my business, Revite Energy Tea, our beverage company. I've seen it in friends and family who've you know committed to reading or committed to fitness over a period of time. So it's incredible how just doing one or two or three things every single day to get better can just change your life over time. And today I got a really important message for you. And I want to start with a story. I was actually reading this the other day and I was really impacted by this article. Even though it's a short story, I think it's very deep. It's got a very, very important lesson. And it's a true story. It's about John F. Kennedy. He was a president of the United States. I think he was a very well-liked, well-regarded president. He was known to be a great lover of people. And they brought the president one day to the NASA headquarters, and he was walking through the facility. And as he was walking through, there was a janitor in the hallway, and he was cleaning the floor. And John, again, a great lover of people, stopped to chat with this man. And he asked him, he said, what do you do here at NASA? And the janitor, he said, I'm helping put a man on the moon. And I was really taken back by this. Let's think about that for a second, right? Here's a man, he's sweeping the floors. But for him, it's not just sweeping the floors, right? He's part of a team. He's, he's part of a greater mission. He's helping put a man on the moon. And then I just started to relate this to some of the experiences I've been having lately because we're at a time in our business where we were hiring for a position we were doing a lot of job interviews. I've also been doing uh, quite a bit of speaking here at some of the universities and colleges in Calgary here. I was talking to some of the business students. And sometimes I notice trends, especially in job interviews, right? What separates a candidate who has a great interview and leaves us, you know, wanting to hear more, potentially wanting to work with this person, leaves us with an impression of people who don't. One of the attitudes that I've really been analyzing these interviews that that pops up occasionally is I'll be explaining the job. And because we're a startup, we all here at Revite Energy Tea do a little bit of everything. If one of us has to sweep the floor, it doesn't matter who in the company it is. You know, if the floor is dirty, the expectation is you sweep the floor. If the garbage can is full, the expectation is you take the garbage out. If the dishwasher is full, the expectation is you unload it. And the dirty dishes in the sink, you put them in the dishwasher. No one here is above anything. You know, that's the culture that I'm trying to build. And yet sometimes I'll be in an interview, you know, explaining some of the the roles or the tasks that we do here, part of the job that we're hiring for. And I've had occasionally, 
And actually, I don't even say occasionally, it's actually a fairly common response where somebody will more or less say, well, I think I can bring a lot more to the table than that. And every time I hear this, I find it very disengaging. And it usually leaves me with sort of a bitter taste in my mouth after the interview. And then I think back to the interviews that go really well, right? The people that have really left an impression on us. And when I explain these tasks, they more or less have the attitude of, that's awesome. I'll do whatever it takes to win, right? You know, I just want to be a part of this culture. I want to be a part of this company. I don't care if that means sweeping the floor. I don't care if that means I have to do some of the mundane tasks because I know everyone's doing it. Everyone's willing to do it. And we have an attitude here where whatever it takes, whatever we have to do, we're going to do it because we want to win as a team and we want to help people and we want to make a difference in the world. And I was really reflecting on this and then I started thinking about the most successful people that I know, the most successful people that I've studied. And one of my great role models in life and in business, I've talked about him before, of course, is Michael Jordan, right? Renowned as the greatest basketball player of all time, I would say the greatest competitor of all time, and really just an extraordinary human being. So I've spent a lot of time studying the way that he trained and the way that he practiced. And it's well known that Michael Jordan, the most exhilarating, high-flying, exciting player in basketball, every practice that he had, what did he start with? He didn't go to the three-point line and start shooting three-pointers or 360 dunks, not even layups. It was well known that every practice at the beginning, he started with a chess pass. The most basic, fundamental thing you can do in basketball. And he would flick his thumbs out, make sure that the rotation on the ball was perfect. So here's the greatest basketball player in the world of all time. And what's he starting practice with? The basics, the most fundamental, the mundane, the dirty work, day in and day out. There's another story I read about Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, controversial founder. If you've ever watched the movie about him, extraordinary movie, I believe it's called Founder, Story of McDonald's. Very fascinating businessman. And I read this article. It was some of his upper management and store managers would say, when you'd see Ray pull up, you know, he might park a little bit away from the store. And as he'd walk into the store, he would pick up McDonald's wrappers and straws and the little fry cartons. And he'd walk into the store, his hands full of garbage. Here's a multimillionaire, you know, billionaire at one point in his, his career. And he's picking up garbage outside his McDonald's stores. I've told the story on this podcast before, you know, our landlord, extremely successful. He owns, I think at the peak, he owned 20 car dealerships. Now he owns, I think it's something like 200 or 250 commercial buildings. And you ask his construction guys, the guys working for him, they say, yeah, you'll see him rolling around in his Mercedes and he'll get up around the perimeter of one of his properties and he'll put on a blue glove and he'll be picking up garbage. Or my dad, you know, Rick, he's the CEO of Cornerstone Engineering. It's a hundred person engineering firm. And he tells me, you know, one of the things he likes to do is, you know, they'll bring in a new person. And a lot of times, you know, his middle management will hire these people. And so this new person might not know that, you know, Rick is one of the owners of the company, one of the founders. 
And when he gets introduced, he'll introduce himself as the cleaning person or sometimes as the receptionist if it's up by the front. And he does that sincerely because he wants all the new staff to know that he's not above doing anything, whatever it takes to win. And yet I'm seeing this attitude in society right now where they don't pay me to do that or I'm above that. I've paid my dues, so I don't need to unload the dishwasher. The new guy can do that. I don't need to pick up that piece of garbage. That's not my job. And that gets me really fired up because every successful person, every extraordinarily successful person that I've ever met or ever know, none of them have that attitude. Every single one of them is willing to do whatever it takes, whether it's pick up the garbage, whether it's sweep the floor, whether it's make sales calls, whether it's sit at the reception desk, whatever it takes to win. And so it's frustrating for me when I interview some of these young people and that's their attitude. And then I think back to early in my career when I was just getting out of school, I was 21 years old and the com- there was a company that I really wanted to work for. I so desperately, badly wanted to work for them. One of the big reasons was their CEO is a hero of mine. I believe he's one of the greatest entrepreneurs of all time. I wanted to work for him. And I remember going into, it was an interview I had after I'd, I'd worked like a summer intern position there. And I was getting an, I got an interview to get a full-time role there. And I went into the interview and I remember thinking this. I said, I am willing to do whatever it takes to work here. If they ask me to do reception, if they ask me to be the janitor, whatever it takes. Because I just want to get my foot in the door and I'll work towards the role that I wanted, the production engineer. But there happened to be one role there that I didn't really want to do. And the role title was water strategist. It was a very new role in oil and gas that had to do with procuring water for fracturing operations and other oil and gas operations. It was a new role in industry. It wasn't particularly sexy or well-known, kind of got teased for being the water boy. And I do remember thinking that was kind of the one role that I was hoping that I wasn't going to get. And sure enough, I'm in the middle of this interview and that's the role they offered me. I was disappointed. But then I thought back to, you know, I'm willing to be, I'm willing to sweep the floors. I'm willing to do whatever it takes just to get my foot in the door here. So as disappointed as I was, I looked him in the eye and I said, whatever you need me to do, I will do it. And I started in that role and it was, like I said, wasn't, it was probably the last role that I wanted there. It just at the time, it didn't, it didn't seem like the sexiest position. I wanted to be a production engineer. You know, I really wanted to be in, in the actual oil and gas engineering side. That was what my degree was in. But I was willing to pay my dues. And so I spent three or four years in that role. And it ended up being one of the most fulfilling and rewarding positions of my life. And was there some grunt work and work that I didn't enjoy? Of course there was. But what's interesting is looking back is that is the one role in that entire company that is very applicable to what I do now in my business provide energy tea and the consumer packaged goods space. Because I was so involved in sustainability and operations and the way that water is sourced sustainably that that actually car- that's the one role that actually carries over to what I do now. And when I tell people I have a background in sustainability, when I have I tell people that I used to work full-time in a position, that entire job was to recycle water. It gives me some kind of credibility 
when I speak about the sustainability of our packaging. And so as much as I didn't want to do it at the time, it was actually the best possible role. So why am I telling you this? Well, I think this attitude that is unfortunately really penetrating society right now, of they don't pay me to do that, or I have too much experience to do that. And I've fallen into this trap before too. I almost did when I didn't take that water strategist role. But let me tell you, if you really want to level up in your career, if you want to level up in your business, if you want to become a better person, you have to catch yourself when you have that attitude. Because the true greats, the men and the women that have left this world a better place, that have truly accomplished something extraordinary, whether it be in sports and business and charitable activities, all of them were willing to sweep the floor. All of them were willing to do any task, whatever it took. They didn't find themselves above anything. Like Ray Kroc, they were willing to pick up wrappers outside their establishment. Like my dad, Rick, you know, he's willing to sweep the floor in his office with a staff of over 100 people. If you want to be extraordinary, I truly believe this. And I'm not even close. I have a million miles to go, but I'm really trying to study and understand what it's going to take to get there. And this is really, this podcast more than anything is just a reminder to myself that if I'm going to get to the next level, I have to be willing to do whatever it takes. You're not above anything. You have to set the example. And this is a, another big part of leadership, right? If your staff see you cutting corners, if your staff see you walk past a piece of garbage on the floor or not empty the dishwasher, let me tell you that leaves an impression. I've seen it. You know, I cut a corner and then I start seeing someone on my team cutting that same corner because I showed them that that was acceptable. And so what I'm really trying to do now is hold myself to a higher standard, not let myself walk past the dishwasher when it's full without unloading it or leave a dish in the sink or leave a mess in the back of the warehouse because those details matter and they compound over time. So that's what I'll leave you with today. Whatever it is you want to accomplish, whatever it is you want to do with your life, remember that to get there, you have to start with the little things and you have to do it over and over and over again. And those little details matter. And this these terms, they don't pay me enough to do that, or they don't pay me to do that, or I'm above that, or that's not my job. That is not in the vocabulary of truly successful people. So let's all work towards removing that from our lexicon, from the way that we talk, and move towards an attitude of action, of attitude of doing whatever it takes, however long it takes to get there, to get better, to improve, to make the world a better place. Hope you all have an incredible week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rise and Revitalize Project.